the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is pre-recorded. This is Simply for Women, a place for that mom who knows the chaos of life, the daughter who faces the challenges of the day, and for those women who want to deepen their faith. God invites us to take Him off our to-do list and to simply be, to simply be with Him. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of Salem Media Group, staff, management, or advertisers. Now here's your host, Jennifer Jackson. Hi, how are you today? I hope you are well. I hope you are energized. I hope you're seeking God. I hope that you're having a great day. It is a great day here at the station, and I'm excited because we're going to talk about quiet times. (laughs) Quiet, quiet. That's what I tell my dog when he's barking at other dogs on the television. I say, quiet. I love quiet. It's so funny because I'm very much a people person. People, people, people. So I don't know. Are you a people person or are you a quiet person one-on-one and you love your quiet? So it's funny because we're all designed differently. I'm a people person, but over the years I have learned to love quiet. I just love quiet. And so we have, we can have some of both, right? But We all need to have a quiet time, a quiet time with the Lord. So that's a little bit different than just times of quiet, which are wonderful. And and that even can be a quiet time is like silence, like some time of silence. That's a whole entirely different lesson. But today I want to encourage you to have a quiet time. So currently my quiet time is in the mornings. The earlier, the better for me, but I know you're, you're, you're saying, Jennifer, I like to sleep in. There's no way I'm getting up any earlier than I already am. There's no way I can do my quiet time in the morning. But, you know, you can have a quiet time any time of day. And I've been through all the different times with for my quiet time. And, and they do work. It just It's a matter of figuring out what's working for you and what's working for you right now. When I was in my 20s, I was a total night owl. And I would love to stay up to like 1 or 2 a.m. I would even grocery shop at midnight. And I don't know, I would get a burst of energy at night and I would put on praise music. I could clean the entire house. I could cook. I could organize a party. I I could just do anything until 2 a.m. And that was, so I would, when I was in my 20s, I loved to have my quiet time late at night. I was just getting started. And then, oh, wow, once, you know, my kids... My little bitty kids, boy, they really kick you in the pants because you're, you're exhausted. You've been up in the middle of the night feeding them or up early in the morning or late in the evening. And, and you, you get into this exhaustion phase, and that may be you right now. I don't know how many kids you have or they're different ages. But, you know, finally, I, I settled down into a routine, and I would put them down for a nap from 2 to 4 in the afternoon. And I even... My boys, I taught them, it was so funny, but I would say, okay, even if you're not sleeping, it's your quiet time. You can read books, you know, we would put, you know, certain toys they could play in their room, but they knew 
that until I came to get them, they were to be in there. And so I just, I needed that downtime. But once they were getting, you know, too big for those naps, they could still play, but they had their toys. And they actually, one thing I learned about doing that with the boys is they started looking forward to that time too. But it was really hard, but you make a routine out of it. And they actually know that this is kind of my time and and they're tired too. But, you know, even the the difficulty with that, I would be out with lunch, at lunch with friends or something, and I would have to say, I, I've got to get home. I have to get home by 2 because I had to really stick to that 2 to 4. And I had a monitor, and then we had a big screened, not screened porch, but a big front porch on our little house in Deer Park in Cincinnati, Ohio. And so I would go sit on the porch from 2 to 4, and I would have my quiet time when it was warm enough. And I even had a friend I was later in her wedding, but she would come once a week and we would have our quiet time together uh, while the boys were in their nap time. And I would definitely listen for them and that kind of thing with the monitor. But most of the time it, it worked out really well. So maybe your time is in the afternoon. So for me, this worked perfectly because by four o'clock I had to be finished with that quiet time. I had to be back making dinner, cleaning the house, getting ready for church that night. You know, we worked so many evenings at the church and you you think well that just sounds so beautiful Jennifer that that wasn't a sacrifice but actually it was because I chose not to finish uh you know do other things during that downtime and if you have little kids you know how valuable and precious that little nap time is so I had to give up vacuuming I had to give up meal prep during that time I had to give up all the the different things that I could have been doing while they were sleeping and, and just force myself to pray and read my Bible and sit on the, on the porch during that time. And so anyway, so it was two to four that then now it's, it's mornings, you know, and and why mornings? Well, for me, that's when I have my most energy morning. I'm fresh. I'm good. That's the good Jennifer. I have a clear brain. I have lots of energy. So mornings are the best for me. I remember watching my mom when I was in high school, I would get up, to get ready for school and you know when you're in the south you're going to get up early do your hair do your makeup i mean girls went to school we wore dresses we you know we thought we were um what's her name witherspoon allen <laughs> anyway pretty <laughs> i can't think of the name of the movie reese but uh anyway so we were we would get up crack of dawn just to get ready for high school and i would get up and where would my mother be she would be at the kitchen table it's 6 a.m. with her little white Bible having her quiet time. And I remember thinking, what is she doing? I didn't fully understand all of it at the time. But, you know, I've never regretted the sacrifice of the morning time and giving that time to God. Uh, it's peaceful. I love watching the sunrise. But I am still tempted when I wake up to, to take that time for myself. And I think this is a constant temptation all of us face. So, so what do I mean? So here's my quiet time. I'm tempted to be on my phone. I'm tempted to start checking my calendar, my email, the news. I love to check the weather. I I mean, there's a million things that I could fill this with. I I could find another book to read. And those aren't bad things. Those are all good things. And they're things that have to happen. But the challenge of the day for me and for you and for all of us is that we want to carve out some time and say, God, this is your time. And if you can't seem to find the time at some point, 
uh, and even if it's not every day, you know, every other day, but to, to give him that first place, then he's probably not in first place. I hate to tell you that. I know it pinches, but you know, we can, we can, we can shift it. We can change. I love this Psalm. It's Psalm ninety twelve. It says, teach us Lord to number our days aright that we may gain a heart of wisdom. And when you spend time with God, I'm here to tell you, it is not time that you're going to regret. You are not going to regret the time you spend with God. He is worth first place. And, you know, it seems to me that he, when we give him time, that he gives us time in return. How does that work? But he does. This morning I was having a quiet time. And and sometimes I shake it up a bit. And, and we're going to get into that a little bit. But I, for me... It can be praise, it can be it can be worshiping, it can be talking to God, it can be praying, it can be studying, it can be studying my Bible, it can be reading my Bible, listening to my Bible. There's so many different ways. And I, and some people they just it has to be exactly the same way every time. For for me it's not. For me it's fresh and different. And today I was praying. I actually went walking. We have a creek, we have a farmhouse, and we have this creek in the back. And so I I went walking along the creek and just to see the water, the birds in the sky, and it was freezing. I had a winter coat on. I mean, you would think spring will finally be here, right? But I had a winter coat on and it's freezing out there. But I was just began to sing and began to pray. And there's something I've prayed about for a really long time. And I don't know about you, if you ever have things that you feel like you've prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed about, but I usually feel like those prayers are going nowhere. And I I don't know if you're like that, but anyway, I'm just being honest for me. I've prayed and prayed about this thing for a long time and it seems to go nowhere, but I was praying about that this morning and it was like, wow, almost as if I could feel the ground. Like God listened, you know, I felt like, I think he heard this prayer. I feel like there's a shift. So sometimes that consistency in a quiet time, it really, really makes a difference. So so the second thing about quiet times, the first one is you've got to give him time. And whatever time of day, that may be morning, it may be night, it may be late at night, afternoon. Just decide what works for you. Maybe you shift it around. That's fine, too. But the second one is a place. You need a place. And you think, well, what's a place matter? It's not that the place is holy. It's that when you go to that place, it triggers in your mind, oh, this is my time. This is my time to stop and to pause and to spend with God. And so for me, I try to find a consistent place and as quiet as possible. And I know with families and with with uh, neighbors and apartment neighbors and different things of dogs. And it's sometimes not not easy to find a quiet place, is it? But I like to find a special quiet place right now. We're we're remodeling this farmhouse. And Okay, it it is not finished, you guys. I mean, we're close, but it is still not finished. But upstairs, it's always warm. So since it's not finished, we don't have insulation under the downstairs yet. We don't have our downstairs floor in yet. But upstairs, it's warm. (laughs) So that's where my quiet place is at the moment. So I can go upstairs. We do have the floor in up there, and and I can see the sunrise. I can see the sunset. So I have a little camping chair, believe it or not. I have a camping chair and a little step ladder as my footstool. And that's my special place. And it works for me. It works best for me. Nothing fancy at all. And so I don't know what you have. You may ha- you have a cozy chair, a closet. You know, when we have friends that they use their walk-in closet as their quiet time. 
And so, yeah, they had to give up like clothing space, but that's where they have their quiet time. Maybe it's a porch swing. Uh, when I was in high school, we lived in a tiny Cape Cod style home and it had attic dormers and my, my bedroom had a slanted ceiling attic room. And that was my prayer closet. And I had this big red plastic beanbag chair and scripture posters on the wall and a bookshelf in there. And then it was so hot because it was really an attic. I would have a fan going in there, but I still remember the prayers that I prayed in that room. I remember praying for my future husband. I prayed for Doyle. I prayed for friends to come to know Jesus as savior. I prayed for it to be released of selfishness. I was so self-centered. And anyway, I, I knew that I could never serve the Lord until I got rid of this self-focus. And so today, I, I just have a regular chair, and that's perfect for me. I don't know about you. Maybe even a tree or up in a tree, but you can find all sorts of places. Isaiah thirty fifteen before we go, says, In repentance and rest is your salvation, and in quietness and trust is your strength. But you would have none of it. <laughs> I challenge you today. Take your time, take your repentance, take your rest, find a quiet time, find the time and find the place. Well, I'm Jennifer Jackson and you are listening to Simply for Women. We have a fabulous testimony coming up. I don't want you to miss it. So stay, stay right here. You are listening to Simply for Women. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.